stupid genius. genius. Stupid genius. That's it. That's us. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. See ya. How's everyone been? Enjoying, hopefully, this slightly better audio quality again. We're back in the fancy studio, guys. Woohoo. We'll be on and off in the studio, out yeah. the studio. You never know what you're going to get with us. So just don't get used to it, basically. How's your September been? Oh my gosh, yeah. We're not only in September, we're like nearly out of it. Mid-September. No. Shit, we're end of September. End of September. It's like October this weekend. We've got our hike at the end of the week. We do have a hike. Oh my God. Um... Yeah, and we said we're going to train for it, or at least I said, and I said we should go for like a mini hike. Um, You're trained. I feel like you're already trained. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. You'll be fine as well. I might be fine. (laughs) You'll be fine. (laughs) I might be fine. But guys, I emailed the person who's like our contact, you know, with with the fundraising stuff. And I said to him, just to check like for logistics. Yeah. (laughs) Just to check for logistics. Like how long approximately do you think the hike will take? (laughs) Not being like, "Um, I'm shitting myself. Yeah, I'm shitting myself that I cannot do this. (laughs) Um, And she replied like, hey, yeah, no problems. Yeah, it's 10 hours. (laughs) Roughly 10 hours. (laughs) Roughly. Roughly, so I was like, right. We're also hiking though with a load of other people. It's not just us two hiking. There's like, I think part of the hags, there's maybe seven. Oh, that's nice. There's a small little group, but there might be more people doing it. And guess what? You're you're only as strong as your weakest person. I don't want to be the weakest person. I don't think you're going to be the weakest person as no, well, I was going to say. I'm too stubborn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I won't allow The way myself. I saw you hike up Snowden after not doing a hike in a while. True. And I was not letting you have any breaks. I was like, get up. Get up. At then. midnight with no food. With no Whereas food. this is like the daytime. It's not as steep. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have loads of snacks. You got your new hiking shoes? Got my new hiking shoes. I'm going to go to Decathlon after work today and get some waterproof trousers. Nice, nice. So yeah. But if you haven't already, guys... Um, I know we've asked you already and some of you may have. And if you have, then thank you so much. But if you haven't yet donated... Please think about it. We know it's like, you know, everyone's hard up and everything at the moment. But even if it was just a pound, we'd really appreciate it. Well, the the minimum you can donate is two pounds. Even if it's just two pounds, <laughs> we really it. appreciate it. But think about it. Like, I think about it as a coffee. That's actually half a co- Usually coffees are like four pounds nowadays. Yeah. And the coffee Emily's just had this morning was so ming and it tasted like fag ash. It so tastes like cigarettes. <laughs> just if you hadn't have had that coffee. I swear to God, the woman's smoking in the back. <laughs> Dipping a cigarette. But it is for ash a really, into my coffee. really good charity. It's for the Eve Appeal, which is um, basically a charity that researches and looks into all different gynecological cancers. So it's a really, really important charity. And we've already raised like almost £650. Yeah. Which is pretty insane. So thank yeah. you so much. And our target was 750 So just please just get oh up God, there. Please. Like we're so close. You know, everyone has a vagina or has come from a vagina. Yeah. So you, it's an issue that affects... Vaginas. We need vaginas. We need vaginas, let's right? Let's support the so vaginal support. area. Exactly. <laughs> so get us to 800. Let us reach our goal. Oh, 800. She's pushing it now. What the hell? Goal 750. Hell? I'd like I, 800. Why not? <laughs> why not? We've no, only got five days, but why yeah, not? Why not? In fact, actually, when this is coming out, we've probably got about three days. So. Yeah, that's true. Come on, guys. Please. Think quick. Please. But yeah, so this time next week, you'll be hearing all about the hike and hearing about how much I cried, how much I wept, <laughs> whether I fell over who's gonna, yeah, again. I was say, who's going to fall over? <laughs> well, clearly me. <laughs> if you're wondering what is going on here, guys, last time when we did hike Snowden at, at sunrise which obviously we've banged on about so much so you probably have heard about it i face planted at the summit in front of loads of people like full on too many people. i i've fallen too recently and i thought about you molly I oh thought, thank oh. you i think most people think about me when they fall over especially like all my teenage years i just used to fall over so much like, your ankles are made of like rubber well now there's a plate in one of them so i am more stable <laughs> But like I used to, I would step off a curb and fall over. Or like I would step on a pebble and fall over. I know. It's so ridiculous. Drama. Drama. But yes, let's hit things off with some stupids. Yeah. Okay. So I have told you, I haven't really had a stupid or genius week. I've just had sort of like a like a flatline week. Yeah. Which is sometimes quite nice, yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely. You know, you nothing productive or unproductive all the time. <laughs> right? Like nothing's gone really wrong. Nothing's gone really well. Like it's actually just been a pretty nice average week. But um, but I was thinking it more in general of like what my stupids, maybe a stupid purchase or maybe a oh, stupid yeah. decision. What about that uh, hat you knitted? 
That is she genius? Is genius? <laughs> Don't you just do that? I'm joking. I knew it. I felt like that was going to be Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I do have a PhD related genius though. Um, but my stupid is that I um bought a coffee machine three weeks, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, and just didn't. I was like, we were gonna. I was gonna visit Molly. Um, and pick it up then. And then what's just happened? I, just, I mean, you you were in Chester that day, but then yeah. you were a bit, your timings weren't oh, quite right. Yeah, classic. And you had to get back for a certain time. And then you and picked you, it up for so me. So I picked it up for you because you ran out of time. Yeah, and then I swear I was, oh, and then I cancelled on you to come to Chester. Yeah, and then you ditched me. Because we were going to go for a swim and a hike and I just didn't have the energy. Yeah, which is fair enough. And I did try and bring, so poor Emily bought this coffee machine. <laughs> She's been so excited and it's just been sat in my office. I even bought nice coffee to go over and it's oh. basically nearly empty because I've had to use it on the bloody filtered coffee. Well, I did try and bring it today, but there was no getting it on the bike I mean the no box chance. isn't even that big but it is quite heavy and I can't get it in a bag for life yeah so yeah you, you're just gonna have to hold out gonna, well this weekend because I'm giving you a lift aren't I I know but I'm coming from teaching so I'll already be in Liverpool what about dropping you home if you're gonna drop me home yeah well, that would be <laughs> I'm gonna leave you stranded I'm gonna in get Liverpool. the train I'll drop you home so I can get my we don't need machine. to work out our logistics <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> But yeah, so that I can see why you would feel like that was pretty stupid. That's just yeah, it's just stupid. It's just like just like annoying. It's more annoying. It's not like an actual stupid, is it? Really? No. It's just one of those that I'm like, oh for fuck's sake, I just it's want a my loose, coffee machine. It's a loose stupid. I've never had a coffee machine, and I, it was such a bougie purchase. I was like, I I actively make coffee every day. I love coffee. Sometimes I go to the coffee shop. Sometimes and I, I buy fag coffee. Sometimes I buy yeah cigarette bloody <laughs> coffee. Uh, and I usually go to the coffee pretty much every other day to, to the Lark Lane where I like get my coffee. Shout out Press Bros. They really they do really, really good coffee. Cool. Yeah, on the on the on Lark Lane in Liverpool. Ten out of ten. But I'm like, I'm wasting money. Yeah, and it's so And have you expensive. heard about girl maths? Girl maths. Girl maths. Have you not you're not I'm not a big TikTok, social media yeah. type person. Well, girl maths is um justifying your purchases in a roundabout way. And I was thinking that if I buy this coffee machine, I'm actually saving money because think about if I get a coffee every day, that's what four pounds. Yeah, well, you know, like that's I'm not girl actually, maths. That's just fucking maths. What is this girl maths thing? I don't just justifying purchases. Oh right, in a really roundabout this way. This whole thing annoys me. There's another TikTok thing like that, and it's called like girl um, dinner. Girl dinner. I don't like that because <laughs> it's just like. I just don't like it. I feel like we're feeding some sort of sexist. I don't know. I don't think yeah, it's totally yeah. clean. It's uh, an idea. I don't know. Right, I, don't right, right. I think there's like this idea of going around that um, instead of being like a boss girl, it's like the rat girl. Be the rat girl. Yeah. Which I quite like. Yeah, be the rat girl. That's fine. Like just be messy, eat what you want. Yeah, fine. But it's just maths, right? Why is it girl maths? I don't know. <laughs> because it's just to find purchases. What? So women like to spend money and then frivolously have to try and justify why they're spending yeah, money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like an undertone, no? There is an undertone, yeah. Sorry, I hate to shit on your fun girl maths. No, it's okay. But I'm not saying that's the case. It just makes me wonder. You know? it, no, I get that. I get wonder. that. But mine was just maths, I guess. <laughs> just maths? <laughs> I was just, I was just, but anyway. You'll definitely save money in the long run. Yeah, sure. sure. But also I can in just like make nice. <laughs> yeah. It but it's a expensive. long-term purchase. That's the whole point of these also, things. Also, I had the money saved and I was like, wait, why am I squirreling away money? Yeah, little nuts. Why are you putting all these little nuts away? Yeah, exactly. So that was my stupid just sort of. Buying something but not being able to use it oh. for like weeks on end. It's like when you're a kid at Christmas and you get a toy without batteries and there's nowhere open, you can't buy batteries. Oh, God, and you just have the to, worst. have to just like know that you've got it but can't use it. You can't use it. And then by the time you want to use it or have the batteries, bored. Over it. <laughs> Over it. <laughs> Over it. <laughs> Kids are the worst. <laughs> What's your stupid? My stupid, I think, is that um, last weekend I had a lovely but really busy weekend. So I visited the lakes... Thursday, Friday, worked obviously because it was a work, it was like working day. So I took my laptop, but it just meant that I could like see my family in the evening and it was nice. But again, you know, quite full on and it meant driving. Um, well, my dad drove actually, but still driving to and from the lake. Yeah. Came back on the Friday and went straight to this amazing yoga retreat. Um, if you are into this sort of thing and you live in the Northwest, uh, guys, then give Melissa. Oh, I want to say, what's her Instagram? Like Melissa Masaurus. I'll, I'll tag her yeah. because she is, honestly, I've been to a lot of yoga classes and she is the best yoga teacher I've ever had. And it was her first ever retreat. Um, it was in Shropshire. It was amazing. We had like loads of different yoga practices. 
uh, yin, vinyasa. We did a she bought someone else in to do a sound bath. We had amazing food. We went hiking. We did a burning ceremony oh, where we amazing. like because it was for the autumn equinox. So. In the night, we lit a fire and we all wrote, wrote down. Something. I've done something well, like that. We did yeah. like a whole page because she would give us prompts and then we would oh, complete amazing. the sentence. And then we we each took a turn of going up to the fire, yeah. reading out um, an intention sheet like quietly and just like burning it. So it was this amazing weekend, but I didn't see it that well. It was quite full on. It was with people I didn't know, mm-hmm. some of which, some of them. And I they're really know. intense, you know, like intense. you're really deep diving. You're having a lot of thoughts. Yeah. But also you're trying to like have no thoughts at the same time. It's quite exhausting. It is. And I think because like I went with one friend and obviously I know Melissa, but everyone else I didn't know. So, you know, you're doing lots you're of small talk, on. lots of getting nose, mm-hmm. let's, you know, like getting to know each other and like breakfast, lunch and dinner. You all sat around a big table chatting. So, you know, it was tiring, but amazing. But then I got back to Chester on the Sunday and a couple of hours later, me and Lloyd had to leave to go and see Busted <laughs> in Manchester. So I've been around the houses and I guess the stupid thing was, is that yesterday, so we're recording today is Tuesday. Yesterday was Monday, was my first full day of seminar teaching. So I had six hours of actual face-to-face oh teaching with four level fours. And how did I go? It went fine because to be honest, it was very much an introductory day. Yeah. So we were doing How'd like, they look? Are they all bright uh, they, they were quite engaged to be fair yeah it's quite a quite good engagement students are very different to when i was a student i was asking people about freshers did you go out and they were like nah. no we just chill yeah so, i actually want to be i like gen z i wish i was gen z yeah i had a fucking great time you know <laughs> i don't want to take any of it back <laughs> i think i would have settled much better into like Maybe. this sort of gen z like, oh no, we had we went out for a meal. Actually, I don't know. I was 18 at the time. I had time. a great time. I just got yeah. pissed all the time and it was great. <laughs> I'm not condoning that now. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. They can't afford to go out, maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. But yeah, so I had this really heavy teaching day, and I guess my stupid is just it was it was bad timing, but the stupid was planning such an intense weekend having teaching the next day obviously I didn't really know at the time also you're you like your sleep and getting seeing busted on a Sunday night I got home at like midnight the last four nights I've had like seven hours or less hours a night which for me is yeah really bad. if and anyone then, if anyone knows or like have listened to the previous podcast Molly likes her sleep I like my sleep and I like it at a certain time yeah yeah, you know what I mean? there's certain times where I just I know I message you and I'm like you're already in, in bed and yeah, I know there's that. No point after ten o'clock. There's no point. But the last, honestly, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, I was up past midnight. I think you messaged me quite late one night, and I was like, huh? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, what? But the it's so hell? stupid because then this week I'm in Liverpool four out of the five days. So oh. and then this weekend we've got our hike. So oh. I know I'm feeling tired just thinking about it. So that's my stupid. That Let's is get pretty some stupid. Yeah, 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 there must be something. I just genius. wanted to say that I um you reminded me of like the sound buff. I got I got a sound massage. Massage. Massage and reflexology. Where? There was like a fair on um at I the love weekend. Reflexology. This weekend. Last weekend, oh. last weekend. Mm, this weekend? I don't know, fuck knows. What day is it? Hello? Who am I? <laughs> Where am I? Um, yeah, the sound bath was nice. Like she put bowls on me and just went dong. Yeah. And it was really, it was like vibrating my whole like yeah, area. It's quite intense. So at one point, like I actually felt like the noise was in my brain and I didn't like that. It was a bit too intense. Yeah, so uh, parts it felt itchy, but she was like putting these different size bowls on my body and like donging them. Yeah, they're quite called nice. song bowls. Yeah. 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 She told me about the science behind it. Yeah. Which, which makes sense, like the vibrations. And yeah. All that. And she studied it in Germany. And then the reflexology was cool. She was like, she, what did she say? She was like, oh, you've had a lot on your mind. And I was like, yeah. I'm such a firm believer in reflexology because when we were kids, my mum trained in reflexology. Yeah. And whenever we were ill, she would do our feet. And still now, if I'm ill, the first thing I want is someone to do my feet. I'm like, Lloyd, will you do my feet? Because like your big toe is your head, isn't it? So she yeah. always used to rub my big toe with me because I always used to get a headache. Yeah, she said, she said, oh, um, she was like, oh, also like things that came up. Had, have you got, a, have you had a sore neck or a sore back? And I was like, I literally woke up and woke up with a fucking sore neck get out of my head and then she was like oh um and also ha- like you might have a sore throat or you might get a sore throat or have you had a sore throat and she was like 
She was like, that's that's also coming up. And then literally within that night, I was like, she's cursing me. <laughs> yes. I've got a sore fucking throat. It is amazing, reflexology. Yeah. yeah. I love and it. And it was really relaxing. And she also said I had nice feet, which for a climber, for a climber, I was like, stop it. That's stop flying so with me. Yeah. Anyway, my genius is <laughs> not that. Well, should be. Um, I've got nice feet, guys. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Um, is... I made a hat. I crocheted a hat. It's beautiful. I think it's really, I love it. I took a whole photo shoot with me and Vin. I thought you might have done. Yeah, because, well, it's on our Instagram. Yeah. I'm so happy about this hat. Well, I have put in on the Instagram. So if you haven't yet seen it, guys, go and check it out. I have asked people, um, I've asked a little question. I've asked people to guess how long it took you to make the hat and don't tell us. Because the closest answer is going to get a shout out on the pod. Okay, okay, so okay. So go and have a guess, guys. Go and have a guess. You can see there's a picture of Em in a park, like doing a little modeling with a little hat. I also on her head. the annoying thing is, so I I knitted, I, no, I crocheted it, and I've crocheted loads of other stuff before, but I just am obsessed with this hat. This hat is just like next level, and I was like, oh, I like the hat, and then guess what? Vin came, put it on his head, fits his head better because I've got a pea size head. Looks better on him. Oh, that's annoying. Oh, we just have to make another one now. I will have to make another one, but I just don't think I'd like it as much. But it's he wears it every day. Can you make me? One? It looks so good. Do you actually want one? Yeah, but maybe they're quite ugly. Like they're, they're makes, an ugly hat. Can I have a deeper one? Does it have to be so like so perched on the top of your head? <laughs> well, that's why I love it so or much. Is that the whole point of it? You can have any hat you want. I can make you. You know, send me a hat and I'll make it. <laughs> okay. Who okay. wants hats? I'm in the hat business now. <laughs> what was your PhD, Junior? Um. That I basically <laughs> finished data collection and I put in brackets, maybe, maybe. You finished it? Maybe, maybe. No, no, forget the maybe. Let's just go. You finish it. Um. Yeah, well, I've like, I, I think I'm wrapping it up. I don't think I have enough for stats for like to have a statistical power. Okay. But I think I'm going to just like accept it and accept that as a limitation and analyze my results with caution in terms of it's a small sample size. It yeah. might not truly reflect on Not what, necessarily generalised. It's more like an exploratory rather than a... Def- Explanatory. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. This needs one of your... Oh, oh. Oh, oh. My supervisor did say to collect more participants. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> think I have time for that. I don't right. think I have time for that. What did they say? Um, and he was like, well, to be fair, he made a good point, which was... It's either you, you wrap it up and then what in your Viva or your... Um, review they ask you why they ask you these questions yeah you've got to defend it you've got to defend it and if they they might well and truly go you need more participants and then you haven't actually saved time mm-hmm. and you have to it like then extends it from there but then my mind's like well then that's just like corrections and yeah. I've already paid for the Viva I probably don't need to redo it I just need to collect more participants and that's I mean you don't pay for your Viva no but you pay for the submission right no, well, you have fees if you if you overrun. Oh, if you overrun, yeah. yeah. I was going to say you don't pay for it. No, otherwise. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So well, you don't. It's not that you have to pay for the extra year, basically. Right. Like yeah. Five hundred yeah. pounds or something like oh, that. So I probably have to pay anyway. No, but remember our friend who had major corrections. Mm-hmm. If you get major corrections, you get the fourth year for free. Yeah. So yeah. actually, you would save. I money. would save money. Yeah. Also, I just don't think they would say that because. It's, yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a whole ex- exploratory study. Yeah, and as long as you have literature to support the choice, then they can't they can't say anything. Like, you just, as long as it's defend, you, you can defend it. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking, and I can. But um, That's so exciting. I've emailed the person who, this kind of the stats I'm basing it off to see if he also thinks that, like, it's doable. Right. But when I'm looking into it and also, also asking ChatGPT. Right. <laughs> well, I just thought I'd ask, I'd ask ChatGPT. Just in case, yeah. Like, my last, my last resort was, I think it can be done. Let's see if an okay. AI thing can be done. And, and what they does AI think? Same as what I was saying, which is yes, but also... Proceed with caution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Well, let us know what the uh, expert says that you've emailed. We'll do. He's that's away until exciting. the 5th of October. Right, not too long then. No, no. But the thing is, I don't want to have to recruit again because then that pushes me back a whole other month. Yeah. Which yeah. is not ideal. No, no, that's understandable. Well, hopefully you've... you've so that's why I put maybe. Nailed. Maybe. And it was a really positive meeting with my supervisor with the, like, he liked the codes from the interviews and stuff oh like that. Oh my God, amazing. So, it's, so when you said last week has been like a 
like a flat wee is in like you know not one way yeah. other that feels like not that true then because you've been sort of like gearing yourself up for this code meeting as well yeah. and you've done that and that's gone well yeah 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 I guess oh it's gone God, really stop well playing yourself down girl it's <laughs> amazing I just think yeah yeah I just wanted it to be done a few weeks ago you know yeah, but it's done now it's done now you know what do we always say you've got to celebrate these successes exactly whenever they come exactly yeah. Yeah, that's true. Amazing. Right, go on, your genius. Mine, I mean... But the hat I'm really fucking proud about. <laughs> yeah. Go on, you go. The hat is number one. Um, I'll be honest, like, um, I don't know. <laughs> it was really hard to think of a genius. I think I'm going to say that my genius was yesterday. I've been... It's been a bit of a thing in my mind, like, not worried about starting teaching, but just aware that it's going to be difficult in terms of, like... The, the energy that it takes and all that you sort of You definitely have been low-key. Uh, yeah, maybe worried's not the right word. Worried's the word. Just, I guess I've been feeling a bit of trepidation yeah. about it. Oh, that's a good one. I was going to say apprehensive. Or apprehensive, yeah. Just because when I suggest sort of themes to you um, regarding the podcast, you're like, maybe save that for when I'm teaching. Like, I might need a pick-me-up for teaching. Yeah, true. Well, just so because sort of- it, it is intense. And I think as students, as undergrads, you don't realise how intense it is for your lecturers. But... You know, How many hours are you doing? So I did six hours yesterday. Six hours. I'm doing an hour lecture on Thursday to 290 students. Jeez. And it's their first ever lecture pretty much in uni. So that's going to be... You'll be fine. You're smart. You're better than most. Scary. And then most. <laughs> Friday, I've got seven hours. So it's just... It's oh intense. my God, that's so intense. Yeah. It's so intense. And the Friday module that I'm teaching is not my module. I've not designed the content. So it's going to take me a lot of Thursday to prep to get to know the the materials and everything. So yeah, I guess my genius is that I've started now and you know, I just I I think that about any task. It's the whole eat the frog thing, isn't it? It is. I couldn't eat the frog because I had to wait until it started. You know, it's yeah, not like yeah, I yeah. can just decide to do it early, but I'm glad it started um and the genius is that I'm just cracking on with it. Yeah, cuz it, it's like a cloud over your head until yeah. until it actually rains and then you realize oh, it's not that bad. Exactly. That's a really nice analogy. Thank you. Yeah. Should we uh, get on to our main ramble then? Yeah, yeah, this is a I think it probably putting it off because this is going to be a tough one, I reckon. I think it probably will, but it's going to be a really important one and hopefully a positive one as well. Oh, for sure. We always always turn it into positives. Let's ramble. So what are we rambling about today, Em? We are rambling about all things mental health and PhD and... This has come about because, I mean, we've been wanting to talk about it again and again, and it does it does run through all the things we talk about, I think. We always talk about how we need to take care of ourselves before anything else. Um, but we haven't actually specifically spoken about it. We spoke about men's mental health, but that was more to do with like poetry and how you can express yourself in that way. And um, again, very specific to men's mental health, although it can be applied to anyone. This one was just sort of, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, what to do when you're, when you're really struggling and when you're, when you've hit the bottom of the barrel, you've got no more fucks in left to give. Yeah. (laughs) That whole saying, all the cringy sayings, um, that, that I've heard because, well, because I've been, I've been there this month, um, and it really felt like there was no way out. But I have managed to claw my way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just remind, I just had to remind myself of the things I had to do to get back to base level. And I'm not quite there yet. I will get there. It, it will get there and, and that will happen. Um, but I wanted to sort of, I guess, well, this podcast, we've, we, we know from our listeners, they say that it's nice to know that you're not alone in this. It's nice to know that there are things that you can do, all these things that we sort of, we didn't mean for it to be such a um, ego boosting task, did we? But we put on our Instagram, yeah. why did you listen to the podcast? And there were all these things. So I thought, okay, well, I'm experiencing it. I know Molly, you've experienced it. So maybe let's actually talk about it in a way that's a bit more structured and productive and we can discuss sort of the different things that we do. Yeah, definitely. Because like, I think everyone's PhD experiences are so different, but one common theme, I think if you asked absolutely any PhD student, one common theme is an impact on your mental health. And, you know, I think when you consider the sheer size and also the expanse of of the PhD project, you know, the fact that it goes on for so long and um, it's, 
unsurprising, I guess, that our mental health is going to take some knocks, you know, and yeah. you're going to experience highs, but you're also going to experience really real lows. And yeah, that's one thing that any PhD student I've spoken to, they all share, don't they? Yeah. That it can be a real struggle with your mental health. So yeah, everything you just said, Em, it's really important to be honest about it. And, you know, we often, the way we show up on Instagram, yeah, I mean, we do, we do show up honestly on Instagram, but also it is a highlight reel. And um, even the way I show up at the office or when we meet for coffee or whatever, you don't put out that side of yourself. And yeah. I think it's important to show to our community that, yeah, we've struggled and yeah, yeah I d- managed it. I definitely don't. Or the, the people in my close circle, they know. But the people outside, they would be like clueless because I do put on this face and this show. Yeah. Because you sometimes just have to. You can't. Sometimes you don't have to all the time. Obviously, sometimes you can. You don't have to be a top, tip-top self all the time. But sometimes you can't walk in with your mascara down your no. face and sobbing through a PowerPoint no. presentation. You could, but it probably you could. Well. But I don't think you'd feel good afterwards either. No. When would you say have been the points during the PhD when you have felt like sort of rock bottom? Have yeah. there been specific? points can you yeah can you pinpoint those or De- not? definitely there's actually I mean there's been two mm, actually probably three times that I've hit rock bottom <laughs> which sounds like dramatic quite a lot actually but I think they're all very different the it was the, coming up to second year so I'd just done a year and then second year and it, it stepped up a bit and I was analyzing my data and it was all very messy and I didn't know where I was doing with it and I was getting very overwhelmed very quickly Um, And I had so much work to do and I didn't know, I didn't have the systems in place that I do now to make sure I can manage all that work. So I would say maybe it wasn't rock, rock bottom, but I was definitely massively overwhelmed and burnt out. And I was just constantly just felt like I couldn't, it was imposter syndrome. I couldn't do it. There was no way out Mm -hmm. of like this data and I'm not smart enough. I can't do it. All this sort of feelings. Um, So that was the first time. The second time was more... Second and third were more personal, personal issues. And I think this is what happens in the PhD. We talk about our container and it, imagine a container and it filling with liquid and being full of water. With the PhD, we always fill it to the brim. And that's all good when our like life is going smoothly, but that's not life, baby. (laughs) Life happens, things happen, things knock you down. And it might not be a dramatic thing, a life event, but it might be something that's like, just knocked you off your your podium a little bit. And we have no space for it to sort of fill up to the top. It's yeah. already at the top. You're so already as soon, at max capacity. So, so as soon as as soon as something happens, you're flowing over. And that's when it just becomes overwhelming. And then if you don't catch that, or if you don't have like little buckets to catch the little drips. Yeah. Or <laughs> you, a way to release from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then then you you kind of fall into it. And it's not dramatic. It's not like this thing's happened the next day I've hit rock bottom. It takes time, doesn't it? For different people. I mean, for some people it might be like that. Yeah. It might be one day they feel great and the next day, you know, it, yeah. they don't. But yeah, for a lot of people, I know myself and you as well, you know, it is more of a gradual process and it can creep up on you sometimes, can't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, always does. It's always like letting my exercise slip and then letting my eating slip and then maybe not getting a routine and sleep and then scrolling too much on Instagram and then then I before I know it I'm in this cycle where I'm not not happy I'm kind of have no energy yeah and then I have no energy to do with things that I've just said and then it's like this vicious cycle isn't it it? but yeah I think the the other one was when I moved house and I I was homeless and then I moved in and it wasn't until I moved in and settled that when everything just waved over me and I was like oh my god that was exhausting yeah Whoa, whoa. You've been like in a heightened sense of stress and anxiety for a prolonged period of time. Prolonged period of time. And then I like finally relaxed. That's when everything just went. Um, Because I couldn't do any of the things that I, I mean, I I physically couldn't exercise. I physically couldn't cook for myself. I couldn't, you know, all these things uh, to do like I do. Um, And then obviously recently where I just sort of um, had some personal, personal issues and a lot on my mind, um, relationship problems and um it's all fine now and that's why it's hit me yeah so you know yeah yeah it's like a lot of contemplating a lot of contemplating I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine I can get through this and then once you relax into it and you're like oh it's all over now that's when usually when it hits me yeah because when you're in the midst of it 
it's really you're just hard like, to okay, see the you're going, yeah, 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 yeah. you're going through the trenches. You know it's going to be hard. You know it's going to be rough. And so you're like game face on. And then uh, you realise, oh my God, that was exhausting. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would say, yeah, like different points. I think the first point for me that I found really challenging for my mental health was probably during first year, particularly sort of like mid to late end of first year. Um, and I think similar to the things that you were saying, I just felt really quite lost and overwhelmed in the sense of like, um, it was always overwhelmed with the lack of what I was doing. It wasn't that I had so much on that I was like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. It was more that I just felt like, what am I doing? I didn't know why I was there, what I was mm. doing, what I should be doing day to day. Like, you also, We also hadn't formed this friendship yet. No. You were quite on your own at that time, right? Yeah, and we were still sort of coming out of COVID. So yeah. we hadn't really been into the office yet. It was very isolating. I was already dealing with um, anxiety for some years before that, but I then took a big life change, which meant revisiting like difficult things from my past, which just heightened it all mm. as well. And yeah, my anxiety became like an unmanageable level. I'm usually very high functioning with my anxiety. And I, I remember, Aren't we all? Yeah, well, no, oh, not no, everyone. No, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I remained high functioning with my work, but my, my home life, I was a bit of a fucking mess, to be honest. But I, we can come on to what I did later. But yeah, I think first year was really challenging. Mm. Second and third year, I found a breeze compared to first year. Honestly, it's no, just got same, easier and easier same, for me. Same, same. Uh, I think it's just that finding that your foot and your, your stride and your foot. What's the word? Yeah, finding your foot in because like the the PhD has got harder, mm-hmm. but I have, I have. Well, I've learned how to be a researcher, whereas first year I didn't know how to be a PhD student and yeah. I was suddenly expected to be a PhD student. And as a, like an overachiever and someone who is doomed by perfectionism, I hated not knowing what I was doing. So I think that was really challenging. And then also, you know, like you said, I've had personal issues, health issues that have been going on for like two years now. Yeah. So again, that's prolonged and it's not led me to quote unquote rock bottom but there's been times where I felt I guess like rock bottom down for, for yeah. a certain amount of time yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it has felt pretty awful so yeah it's just I think what I said before about the fact that the PhD is so long you know people lose loved ones get married get divorced buy houses move countries mm-hmm. like the PhD is so long your whole life might change during that time life so, changing stuff happens yeah, so during it's it. obviously gonna conjure up these really challenging scenarios so um, I, th- I think you've sort of already touched on this, to be honest, because I was going to ask you, like, how do you know when you're starting to hit that point? And you've already sort of mentioned that, like, yeah. you're eating changes. But do you want to talk about that a little bit more? Like, yeah. how to see the signs? Yeah. So this is this is the thing you have to become. This is what I've learned anyway, because... I, my whole life I've dipped in and out of just feeling, you know, anxious or low. Um, and that does come from past trauma, <laughs> childhood trauma, baby. I feel like we need like a, you know, like an audio book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would the past trauma noise be? <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so obviously that creeps up and it's usually your past. That's why you're sort of in your adult life. I mean, might not, but there's usually some sort of... Inner child shit going on. Yeah, yeah. Or like a trauma response or something that's triggering you. Anyway, I've had to become hyper aware of my how I feel, how I'm functioning and, you know, what my, makes me feel good. We talked about on this podcast before, non-negotiables. I know not my non-negotiable is exercising. And that doesn't... To some people, exercising could just mean cycling to work. And back, and that's good enough for me. But for me, it's just really not. I have to have like four hours of exercise a day, probably like every other day. Oh my! It's God. wild. I have to really. Well, actually, okay, that's a lie. That's such a lie. You go to places for where four. you exercise for yeah. hours, and you exercise. <laughs> but it's in also them. a social, a yeah. social. So it's killing two birds in one stone. Yeah. But like. I would probably have to exercise every other day. Maybe not for four hours. Maybe an hour. It depends on the intensity yeah. of the situation. Um, and at least two times a week. That's that's like my minimum, at least two times a week. Um, so I have to stay active. And if that starts to slip, I know my mental health is just going to slip. And that's just simple as. But sometimes sometimes life happens and you can't do your exercise and that's okay. Okay, whatever. Sure. But sometimes I'm exercising and doing all the things I can, I'm doing and my mental health does still slip. And... 
how I know, I guess it's how I'm being harsher on myself. Yeah. I think that's the obvious sign for me is that inner is, critic. Yeah, I think the inner critic of being if I look in the mirror and I'm starting to be a bit mean towards myself or if I'm starting to not enjoy, I don't know, or like, I don't know, I just, I'm just not as kind to myself. I'm just a little bit, a little bit meaner, a little bit harsher, a little bit more judgmental. Um, and I, that also does reflect onto other people. So if I'm, if I'm sort of getting annoyed by someone else's presence or getting frustrated with just random strangers on the street, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like you, you know, when you're agitated, yeah. you can sense it and you can feel it. I try and be aware of that because I think that's a real good sign of, of, and it's not so obvious. The obvious signs is, okay, well, I didn't eat dinner or I did, I had what they call girl dinner. <laughs> I had, <laughs> I don't know, I had like beans on toast, which is like, for me. I bloody love beans I on love toast. beans on toast. But like, just, say if I'm eating that every day, you know, yeah. you're like, you're like, oh, okay. If you maybe. go beige. Yeah, yeah, if I go beige, that's it. That's so funny because <laughs> not the weekend just gone, the weekend before, I was not in a good way, like mentally. And Lloyd wasn't there. And every day I literally ate like pizza and chips. And that's like not like, you know, those little mini Chicago towels. Oh my God, I there. love them. That's, that's, that's what I'm bad. It's and like, like <laughs> smileys, you know, like oven smileys. And I was eating it. And I was like, this is fucking horrible. You know, like, it's like, amazing. It's, it's horrible. It, and for one day, it's lovely. That's the thing. Like if you do it like every now and then, it's like, oh yeah, but because I like to cook and I like my veggies and it does make you feel better. It does. Beige food makes you feel blur. Colourful food, veggies and all that stuff make, does make you feel better. So so that's obvious stuff. Obviously, if you're eating poorly, if you're just watching a lot of TV, you're not getting out much of your house, you're scrolling a lot, a lot of scrolling for me. If I'm glued to my phone, I know I'm just like, yeah, blah. Yeah, that that sort of stuff. Um, but the the less the less obvious one is is how I'm how I'm judging myself and others. Yeah. And if I'm starting to be a bit catty, I guess. Not yeah. externally, but I'm more. No, it's more in my head, and internally, I'm like, oh. It's interesting that you've done the work to to know that. And to how how about that. you? Um, I would say for me is that I withdraw probably. Like, oh I, yeah. I don't respond to messages. Um, <laughs> like my messages will just build up on my phone, and I I don't want to speak to people really like over message. So I might just send short replies because I just don't want to engage. So like yeah. I I definitely disengage from like my friends and people that I love. And I think that probably, God, this is really quite deep. But I think that probably goes back to like, I find it very hard to show my emotions. Or I definitely used to, I've gotten a lot, a lot better. And I think I try and resist speaking to people when I'm feeling low because I don't want to end up sharing something. This is, this is something, this is similar to me. I, I, when I'm two weeks, I think it was three weeks ago, I didn't, I didn't leave my house for five days because I was like, I don't want to one, share something I don't want to, two, pass on my energy. Cause I don't want to be that person that's coming into that, to this positive space. And then just like, you know, being a Eeyore, is it Eeyore? Yeah. The donkey. Yeah. The donkey <laughs> being like spreading negative energy. Um, and if I can't be on top form, people don't want to see me at all. Yes. I don't know whether that's the, you, yeah. you're more of, you no, don't want to. No, it is. It's definitely that as well. Yeah, it is definitely that. I think it's more of the, like not wanting to expose myself, but there is an element of that. Yeah. And also I find it, I don't want to be fake either, you know? So like, I don't want to be like, guys, I'm really struggling but then I also don't want to pretend to be really happy because yeah. then that will be fake. So I just yeah. think, well, I just won't do either of that. Yeah. So I just sort of dis, 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 disengage. I think that would be the key one. And then also like what you said about the agitation, I definitely get agitated. I have less patience for Lloyd. Mm -hmm. Just the obvious, like I find myself, I'm not laughing at his jokes, which let's be honest, aren't that funny anyway. But, <laughs> but when you're on form, you're like, you're hilarious. When, when you're not, you're like, you, I want to murder you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm the opposite with the food. Um, I'm a, an emotional eater it's it's you know quite an issue for me so when I'm down I eat a lot more yeah. I'm eating a lot of the wrong foods like lots of you know chocolate and stuff like that so yeah this, this I know myself well enough you know you don't get to 30 or however old you are without knowing these things do you you know yeah yeah I think it's harder when you're younger because it's all quite new but by this point you know your patterns yeah. you know where you're going and, and hopefully you do and if you don't like just ask yourself these questions okay if you're, if you're feeling down right now, ask yourself, okay, what have I been doing and what makes me feel? Does it make me feel good afterwards? And it's always the after effect, isn't it? Yeah. In the moment, you're like, oh, amazing. Mm. How do you feel after it? And then and then ask yourself the why. 
Yeah, um, the, the things like the the excessive eating or the all that for me, that isn't what's making me feel bad. It makes me feel bad afterwards. It does, but yeah. it's the symptom. But then it's also but the it cause, also the cause. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the, it's the symptom, and then you do it, and then that's when not making you feel any. It's not pulling you away from pulling you out of the original. Exactly. Ugh. Speaking of which. So thinking then actually in terms about what we do to pull ourselves out of that low point. And before we do talk about that, you know, just want to say low points are different for different people. And it might be that you're at a point where actually you need a doctor, you need to get medical help. If that's the case, then please, please do that. What we're about to talk about now does not replace that. Um, so if you need it, please go and speak to someone, whether it's a doctor, a therapist, a professional. There's um, prevention. Yeah. Um, a 24-hour like site that you can go on, mind. The charity, you know. So what we're about to talk about, please, you know, it does not replace actually seeking medical help if you're at that place. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. if you're not and, you know, the, the, you feel like there are things that you can do or maybe you're just interested about hearing how you can help yourself in the future, then M, what sort of stuff do you yeah. do? Yeah, well, we know winter's coming, so this is probably quite... <laughs> Winter is, is coming. coming, and that seasonal pressure is gonna get is. get you. Although we've got autumn first, which is one of which my which is faves. so exciting. I say one of my favorites. I think I just love all the seasons. I love all the seasons. <laughs> That's what I've realized. I always say this is my thing. Yeah, I was about to say it's my favorite, and then I was like, but then I love spring. But then I love winter. I, I actually like, love summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the colors and the cozy. We've talked about it before. Okay, so let's talk about. Um, the one thing that I've struggled with the most and the one thing I've realised that it is vital to do. Yeah. Ask for help. Yes. <laughs> and I know you've just said that in terms of professional professionalism. But you mean in terms of the PhD? I mean in terms of the PhD. I mean in terms of asking for help from a loved one. Um, so just like anyone that you... Well, this is what I had to do. I realised I'd hit... Rock bottom. I love it. it reminds me of SpongeBob saying rock bottom. Really? The bikini bottom. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, and I realized that, okay, I know I need to eat healthy. I know I need to do exercise, but I actually have no energy to do it. And I don't know how I'm going to get that energy. And it actually is quite worrying in that t- sense of, I know what I need to do, but I physically don't have the energy to go do a food shop. I physically don't have the energy to go to climbing. And, and so I was like, okay, well, Let's ask a friend, do you want to go climbing? Do you mind driving me? Do you mind driving us? That's asking, that's like asking for help in a way that felt comfortable to me. I wasn't going, I physically cannot. <laughs> Hello, yeah, help. Yeah. I was like, that's a way to get around it. And then I also asked Vin to come up and I said, luckily he hasn't got a job at the moment, so he could. But I asked him to um, come up and I said, look, I really need some help. I need you to um, come up and basically Look do food shop, and, yeah. cook for me. Like, is that okay? Obviously, yeah, that's fine. But if if he couldn't, I probably would have looked at my schedule and gone, what can I do? Can I cancel these and go home and then have my mum to look after me? Because at that point, it's like, well, you don't have energy to do the basics. Your PhD can wait. Yeah. Oh my God, of course. You know, but luckily Vin could come up and then I could keep my non like my things that I booked in. So I booked in participants and I'm glad. And and that was also getting me down as well. Like now I've finished it. If I, if I cancel that, then I'd still have that to go and that would still be on my mind. So it was sort of like, I need to do this because that will make me push off the inevitable. Well, exactly. Exactly. So I think asking for help in that way, in like, in an actual way that they understand the gravity of it. Because some people, if you go, oh, can can you help me with this? They'll be like, oh, I'm busy. But if you but if you actually say, look, I need this. I need this actually. Yeah. I'm like, are you okay to do this? Then then people will usually are like, yeah, I'll of do course, it. Of course, yeah. And I could probably I could have probably if if Finn was around or uh, my family member wasn't around, I could have asked for a friend. I could have. Yeah, of course. You, you know, could I could have stayed have stayed around yours yeah. for a couple of nights, or I could have stayed around mates for a couple of nights. So, it, so you you do have you do have access to these things, and also telling. So, I told you, I told my other mate, I told three of my mates actually. Hey, just to let you know, not feeling great. Yeah. Um, obviously, I didn't say it like that. <laughs> not feeling too great. <laughs> I said it um, just so just so you know, you guys know, you know why I'm withdrawing. You know why I'm maybe not actively engaged in as much or you you know or you just have a knowledge of it 
And even that, like a problem sh- shared is a problem halved. Definitely. And like, even knowing that like you guys know and I can just randomly like message you like, oh my God, I'm like, can I talk? You'll, you'll be more like, inclined to be like, yes. I also want to though say that just because you've told your mate something doesn't mean that they they have time or space to drop everything and help you because they have their own problems and, you know, stuff to deal with. So take that with a bit of, you know, like there's a le- there's a bit of leeway there. Yeah. In terms of I've had mates that have said, I'm really struggling and I'll, I'm like, okay, well, I'll be there for you, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be your therapist or like, I don't yeah, have, I, I don't, because right I now. can't, I don't have that capacity yeah. or that mental capacity to deal with that. And I guess like one good thing you can do because either like you say, it might be that your friends actually can't help you in that way or because they're dealing with their own stuff, but maybe you don't have friends locally. Maybe you're new to the city where you're doing your PhD and maybe you haven't forged those connections yet. Um, or yeah, maybe you don't feel like you do have those sorts of people that you can talk to speak to your university. I think when I've been doing inductions this past couple of weeks with all the undergrads, the main thing we drum home to them is like, we can't help you if you don't tell us that you need help. And I think it's the same with PhD students. Like, yes, you're expected to be more autonomous because you're a PhD student, but there are still services in place. You've got your PhD supervisor, talk to them. Even if you don't say, you don't tell them everything, but just tell them that you're struggling and that, yeah. you know, so at least same like what you said about the fr- your friends, at least they know so because that if you do withdraw. And also like universities have dedicated wellbeing teams. Yes, they're not going to be able to offer you incredible, you know, like... <laughs> I don't know, like professional counselling, maybe they might be able to, but they'll just be able to point you in the right direction, maybe just lend an ear. Yeah. And also you've got your doctoral academy. There's lots of different safety nets that you can go to to speak to. And I think that's a way of doing it as well. If you're worried about maybe judgment or just you don't want your friends to know certain things, Mm. then that's a good way of doing it with someone who's completely, you know, it's their job to listen. So you don't need to worry about whether they've got their own shit going on because... It's literally they can detach. They have no emotional feelings about your situation. So that's another way as well. Exactly. And it takes such courage. Like I applaud anyone that can do that because it, it does really take some courage to go, hey, like just to let you know I'm struggling. And it's such a weight lifted off your shoulders. As soon as I messaged and I was like, right, Emily, like my friends love me and care for me and they'll love me no matter what. And they'll, this is the way they want to care for me. And why would I withdraw myself in a way that they you know want to I want to do that for I want to be able to do that for my friends but like, I'm here for you if you need me yeah and if no one actually accesses that I'm like all oh, right well they I guess I they don't want that from me and that's okay mm-hmm. but I don't know yeah I just remind myself like actually wait no they love me in my high times they love me in my low times they want this is how people love people yeah so why would I why would I and you wouldn't you know, I do think there is a huge weight lifted when you do share these things. Cause like, as I said before, like the stuff I've been sort of experiencing, like with my health and it's not something that I can share with work. It's not something that I feel comfortable sharing with work or that I would ever want to share with work as in like university. But when I actually made the decision probably like four months ago to talk to my supervisor about it, And I felt so much fucking Mm. better afterwards because then like when I was having a really bad day, instead of just like completely, because I am good at masking. I'm very good at like having a facade. We both bloody (laughs) are. Which is so good. Which makes it impossible to realize when we are like. It does. And that's why I'm patient with people. But is isn't because I know that I haven't let on. Yeah. But once I'd sort of, I guess, dropped that mask a little bit with her. God, did I feel better? Yeah. Because then, when I was having a shitty day, I could just say, I, did, I haven't really had to do that, but I knew that if I was, I could. You could. That's it's the, it. It's the, option. it's the option. It's just that. Yeah. And like you, the thing, the amazing thing is, my friends are amazing. They started giving advice and all that sort of stuff, and I was like, "Whoa, this is way more than I even wanted. This is lovely. Like, actually, that's really lovely to just get that back. All I wanted was like, all right, I'm here for you if you need me, and 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 I got more than that. And I was like, oh, it just reminded me that like. I do have these amazing people in my life because sometimes you do forget that. Sometimes you do get wrapped up in your own little bubble and go, yeah. nothing really matters. Nothing, you know, you, you get all that. Inward you're looking and- inward and it's not, it's not productive. And as soon as you outreach, you realize, oh, whoa, yeah. <laughs> I have amazing people in my life. Um, I've got be kind to yourself. Um, just always think about if, would you say this to your best friend? Would you say this to your family member? Would you say this to a stranger? 
if the answer is no, if it seems too harsh, just don't say it to yourself. Yeah. And or the don't answer, think about the it. The reality like, so. is it probably is too harsh. <laughs> yeah. You know, the way we speak to ourselves, we would never dream of speaking to other people. God, if, I, if I looked in the mirror, if it, me and you were looking in the mirror and I go, oh gosh, Molly, you look bloody tired. Like, I like just went in on you. We wouldn't be friends. No. <laughs> you wouldn't take that from me. I know. So why the bizarre. hell would I take it from myself, to myself? It's, it's strange. Um, trying to do your non-negotiables is what I've said. So like getting that exercise in and, and it depends on what you do. So, so I didn't have exercise for that, but so I started crocheting because I thought I can't, I don't want to leave my home. I'm actually exhausted, but I'll crochet and that makes me feel good because it's like learn. It, it's kind of still productive for me. It is. Yeah. I need to learn. I want to learn to knit. I really, really need this because when I am in this in my situation, I end up doing really quite physical things like doing DIY or like sanding stuff or, you know, and it's not, it's not enough of a active rest. It's just too active. I need something that's like fully restful. Like you sat in front of the TV, you're knitting or you're you're crocheting because sometimes you literally don't have the energy to DIY or go out, do this thing. You don't even need to sell it to me. I'm so (laughs) desperate to do it. I need to do it because like I was having a similar thing last week and I got all my like my painting stuff out and I was like, I'm going to do some painting because I like painting. Mm. But all the fucking paints were all, I couldn't use them. They were all old. And then like the, the paintbrush, all the bristles fell but out. But even that is like sometimes exhausting. Be like, I have to go get the paint and, and then I have to clean, clean them. All, yeah. Sometimes that's even too, because I like painting as well, but sometimes like, oh, that's too much. Oh, I know. I was fuming afterwards and I just, I literally chucked it all in the bin. I was so <laughs> mad. <laughs> I was so, so there mad. There you go. Um, and I put, take some rest. So I like, you just, got to know what you need at that time and at this time I need to rest I need rest but also not too much rest yes it's that like fine balance that fine balance what do you do so I've just like talked about a lot of what I do probably quite similar stuff yeah, I mean the stuff that I do is very similar to be honest I think when you said about being kind to yourself you know I definitely relate to that in terms of allowing myself to have bad days I as we've talked in the podcast before I like to be productive I pride myself in being productive and so having a quote unquote bad day, especially if it was in the week as a PhD student, I would take that quite harshly. Like mm. to me, I should be working Monday to Friday and that's how I saw it. So allowing myself to have a quote unquote bad day. It might not be a bad day. It might just be a like chilling on the sofa day, but I'd very rarely do that. So allowing myself to do that and not beat myself up about it, yeah. I think is really important. But also having said that on the flip side, um, making sure that I persist with my routine as much as I can because if I start going away from my routine too much then that starts to make me feel a bit anxious and I feel a bit out of control do you know what I mean that's so it's same like as me and keeping like, the control and that routine whilst also permitting myself to have a little some, bit yeah a little bit of leeway I guess it. just think about like so what I did was okay what do I what do I have to do in terms so participants I need to do that because that will also if I if I cancel that, then it just prolongs the inevitable, like we said. But what can I cancel? Oh, okay, maybe driving to Chester and then picking you up and driving to Wales. You know, we had that planned hike and swim. I was like, that to me seems too exhausting. And yes, it'll make me feel good. And I know that, but actually... In the long term, it wasn't what you needed right at that point. I was like, I actually, you know, I know I'm going to get out. I know I'm going to see participants. I know I'm going to see people because I'm going into the lab. So that'll be my social element. And I know that sounds so sad because it's no, like it work, doesn't. but it, I was like, well, that, that will make, that will be that. And I I can cancel on certain stuff that I just think I'm too exhausted. So it's like, you just got to like lay your week out and go, okay, what, what can I do? What can I do? What can I, what do I, like, what do I have the bare energy minimum that I can do yeah. for this task? That makes no sense. I don't no, think it makes sense. I think it does make sense. And, you know, we've talked about this before. You've mentioned non-negotiables today. We've talked about that when we did the prioritizing episode. But um, I always, when I do what you just said, analyze yeah. what I can do and what I can't do, I always end up ditching my non-negotiables because they, to me, seem, I'm like, well, I'll get rid of those and I can still do the work Because you don't, do. and also you don't want to be a flake. This is the thing for me. I never want to be a flake and I hate cancelling plans on friends. I really hate it. I hate it, but I, I, I am willing to do that yeah. because I know that it's the social stuff that I find quite draining. But yeah. the stuff that I do cancel is like my circuits class or my yoga Which class. Which is... And that's just the self-care, isn't yeah. it? And we'll do, a, I think we could do a whole episode on self-care and what different sort of stuff we do for self-care because it's all so unique to, it, we'll probably, we'll probably rehash this again and whatever, but yeah. we don't have time today. But shifting that mindset as well from what, like, you know, having a bad day, 
to that for me was really really useful in terms of I'm allowed bad days I'm allowed bad weeks I'm allowed bad months actually yeah. I'm allowed a bad year <laughs> like like but bad doesn't mean unhappy and I think that's what really like shifting that and we've talked about it before you do philosophy so you know way more than me but you know rather than like what is happiness and moving it to more to contentment and contentment is just like being content and having those off days off weeks but that doesn't mean you're unhappy and that doesn't mean that you have to strive for happiness constantly because that'll be exhausting imagine being like (laughs) 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 fucking 24 7 i don't know it sounds manic it sounds manic (laughs) No, no, I'm joking. So, um, yeah, it does sound like Lloydie, actually. He's, he's always happy that way. But, and, and to be fair, actually, on that vein, you know, if you can surround yourself by people that that are maybe not always happy, obviously, but that have positive mindsets because, like, live. sometimes I think, fucking hell, I wish Lloyd would have more, like, <laughs> issues. So I feel like that about Vin sometimes. I'm like, wait, why does that not bother you more? He's just so How do you bounce back so quickly? Solid, yeah, and actually it means that we... You know, I don't feed off him. Um, he somehow miraculously doesn't feed off me. <laughs> Which is so hard, actually, not yeah. letting people's down days affect your... It is hard, isn't yeah. it? Lloyd finds it very easy somehow, but, <laughs> which I love about him. I need to study his brain. But also, like, there's people online, like, you know, I've made a point of only following people on Instagram that sort of either inspire me or I don't... These people that follow people, like, you know, like, hate follows. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, which is wild. It's horrible. Actually, yeah, if you're going through... This is actually a tip that is really useful. If you're going through Instagram or... Because I sometimes like an active scroll because I do follow a lot of positive sites. If you scroll past someone and you go, ooh, that's a negative emotion that I just felt watching their yeah, thing. Yeah, literally just unfollow them. Just unfollow them. And like surround us, like there's this woman on Instagram and she just passed away last week and I followed her for a while and she's Aww. amazing. She was living with four, uh, stage four breast cancer. Um, her name's Nikki and as I say, she's just passed away, but her whole content was all about like going and grabbing life and, you know, maybe... Just surround yourself with those sorts of thoughts and yeah. people that can inspire you. And and I don't know, I had a friend that was dealing with a horribly horrific, traumatic, um, you know, loss in her family. And she found it, she didn't find it useful listening to other people's positivity. It made her feel mm. worse. But, and maybe that's you, but you need to work that out, I suppose, before you, yeah. you go and surround yourself by those people. But for me, when I'm feeling shit, I find it really inspiring to see that there's people dealing with worse things and yeah. they're dealing with it in uh, in an inspiring way. See, I, I have a mix of, um, I guess, people like grabbing life by the horns and then also people who are a bit more melancholy um, and sort of looking at, or like do, I don't know, they're like artsy filmmakers that sort of have the inter-perspective inter of how they're feeling. And that kind of balances me out a bit because sometimes I do just feel guilty that I'm not, traveling or going to a concert and when I say go grabbing life she might have been in a hospital bed but she's having you know she's grabbing the life that she has oh see that's really lovely yeah I um actually screenshotted a Instagram account that I thought was really useful in terms of just like having um extra knowledge on mental health and it's called I go to therapy Oh, nice. Okay, we'll have a follow. Have a follow because they do things such as like seven things I've learned in therapy and um, seven things that are actually completely normal. And we are, um, were you, and then they just ask questions like, were you really mature for your age? Or, and then they dot, 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 did you have to grow up as a child? You know, they ask you questions and get then you thinking. they get you thinking and they also just get you acknowledging what's actually completely normal to do. And, and it's, it kind of, it destigmatizes therapy a little bit. Sounds good. It's really good. I you should definitely follow it. I've I've recommended most of my friends to it. Just because it's just nice to sometimes you scroll and you go, oh, what's what's seven things that are completely normal Say in it therapy? Again. What was the tag of the I go to therapy. There we go. Really good. Um get following it, guys. And should we get some inspiration from us? <laughs> yeah. Should we see if we've got anything that might inspire us? <laughs> it's not actually from us. It's we always pinch. <laughs> it's true. And I'm actually going to be naming the author of this one today because I actually know who it is. Oh, really? So should we get our inspiration for our... Desperation. Literal yeah. desperation. So I've gone for meaningful, obviously, because of the context of the episode. Um, you fucking won the last quote as well. Did I though? Yeah. 
And also, guys, why aren't you loving our quotes anymore? What's going on? I feel like our quotes are just like... Trickling to the death. Yeah, they're just like tumbleweeds down a horrible, dusty desert. Come yeah, on, guys, show us some love on our quotes. But even my reel flopped. And I was like, <laughs> right? Even my reel. But like, reels are just... Maybe maybe we're not being active enough on the Instagram. Let us know, listeners. Would you like us to be more active on the Instagram? We yeah. sort of backed off of, um, from it a bit. For reasons that we've probably disclosed here, <laughs> to be fair. Addy, yeah, if you wonder why we've been... If you wonder why, we're a fucking mess. No, I'm joking. But, you know, we've had to work out what our non-negotiables were. And unfortunately, Instagram wasn't one of them. And the podcast was one. We kept the podcast. Yeah. Podcast is way more important than we're Instagram. Still here. We're still chatting. Even though Instagram is probably more viable in terms of money. If we think about long term, what we're we gaining from this. It's true. But basically, what we're asking you to is... Go and show us some love on our quotes this week, okay? Because Molly good. did one. One? Molly did one? <laughs> I did one. Molly, yeah, you by like 10 likes, I think. Oh, sorry. I thought you said, sorry, this is occasionally the north-south divide becomes <laughs> an issue here because I thought you said Molly did one. Oh! You were going to say that was blah, blah, blah. But uh, you were saying... Molly, Molly did, did win. Yeah, yeah, it was bad English as well. So yeah. basically you saying that I won. You, I yeah, did win. And win. I'm going to win this week as well. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And I thought I really had, because I was really playing the game, I, I I like took a video from Scotland. 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 The bloody, it's like a scenic place, the most scenic place in the world. Mm. Yeah. In the world. <laughs> so dramatic. So dramatic. <laughs> I said that about everything as well. <laughs> the most. The most. Um, And I didn't even get... Yeah, well, there we go. But people are going to love this one, okay? So here we go. Am I going first? Yeah. So (laughs) this is a quote by one of my favourite modern-day poets. It's Rupi. Rupi Kaur. Okay. I really need to learn how to pronounce her surname. But she's amazing, and I've got a couple of her books, and I love the poetry that she puts out. So it's just two lines. And here you are living despite it all. Oh, I love that. It's great. It's great. Oh, that's so good. It's so good. Come on, yeah. yours. Well, mine's quite similar, actually, yeah. in terms of like, um, everyone's heard of the quote. It's not like a a, a new quote like that. That, that. that hit me. That hit me. Mm-hmm. That got me. Gets you right in the heart. Um, mine is just, this too shall pass. Yeah. Everyone's heard of it. You know, it's gone around. It's quite famous. But I just think it, it does... I do repeat it in my head when I'm feeling really low. Oh, yeah. I think it's a a brilliant quote. And like you say, it is, you know, it's quite well known. I've seen quite a lot of people with it tattooed. And I can see why, because it's such like a a solid thought. And I know when I've been in my sort of darkest times, um, my sister Sophie always used to say that to me. And that whole idea of temporality and the fact that it's temporary. Yeah. It's going to change and it's going to pass. I think it's so like comforting. Yeah. Yeah. And which is so important to just remind yourself that because all these like men, they do, they're liars, depression, anxiety, they lie to you. They make you feel like what you're feeling right now is so solid and so immovable and is so just you're just so stuck and there's no there's no light you never know light come up out of it no you will and you do but you will and you do take it from someone who has <laughs> probably five years ago really 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 low thinking that thinking all these things and luckily i had amazing people around me to like pull me back out of it actually just one thing yeah um and i reflect back on that time and i think god if i really if i really didn't you know, change, do something about it. I won't be here. This is probably quite deep. I won't be here today having such an enjoyable life. Yes, I've just come out of a low point, but that's part, that's, and it is passing. Like I'm coming up out of it. Yeah. And I know myself more now. I know how to like shorten those moments where I feel low and they do pass. And if I didn't, if I, if I had that quote back then, Maybe I might have been like, okay, this will pass, this will pass. It's not so, I'm not so stuck. I'm not cemented in this feeling. Yeah. Um, and this doesn't define me. This is not, this is not what, I'm what, eight, 19? I don't know how long. Actually, no, it's probably longer than that. I was probably 19 thinking. Yeah. And even now, you know, we're. What, like 19, I'm going to feel that like this forever. Yeah. Even now we're still so young. And, you know, I think bringing it back into the context of the PhD, like, Obviously, when we're talking about this too shall pass, we're obviously talking about everything you just said and, you know, how you're feeling in that current state. But the PhD will pass. If you're finding the PhD unbelievably difficult, then, yeah, it can be. And you're not alone. But 
the PhD will pass. A time yeah. will come when you're no longer dealing with these struggles yeah. and you'll look back and think, fucking hell, yes. I did it. I did it. Yeah. Despite it all, I exactly. did it. Exactly. And, and like, yeah, with these co- codes, I haven't been doing them for ages and I'm like, oh, oh. And guess what? I've slowly but surely done it. Yeah. And that's past now. That's that's in the past now. It's I've gone. done it. It's gone. It's gone. Now I have to but write yeah. about it. But You're you amazing, know. guys. And we love to hear from you. So please come and say hello, whether it's on like, you can do a feedback form on our link tree. You can talk to us on LinkedIn. In no, you can't. I meant to say Instagram. Yeah. Um. Also on, you can actually leave like feedback. I think on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. But come and chat to us, and we want to hear. You know, like has this resonated with you? This episode. Yeah. Have there been times in the PhD when you felt low, and if so, do you do something different that we've not mentioned? Maybe. Yeah. 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 Let us know. Like I'm always always for learning tips and tricks. So Absolutely. please let me know. And just, I guess, from us to you, saying like you are incredible no matter what you've done today in the day today you just existing and doing you is amazing and and remind yourself of that how far you've come how far you've got left to come like to go and how yeah how many things you've done and can do and and just be kind to yourself and just know that you're not an awful person despite what you think I think like people all do something like so tiny wrong and they go oh I'm terrible you're not you're amazing so and you haven't done anything I mean unless you're I don't know have done something terribly wrong like murder people in which case fuck off we don't want you listening to this episode get get to the red handed podcast (laughs) hey we're not weirdos okay I just like true crime and I hope this has helped because let me tell you I'm so sweaty from talking about this subject (laughs) and I feel like I've overshared um, so please come and tell Don't me that. Don't be having a big episode now about. Oh God, I'm actually about so, so stressed now. Please come and tell me that it's okay and <laughs> Emma, it, it helps you. I need reassurance. I'm fragile. Okay. <laughs> we love you. We love you. Take care of yourself Bye. and see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye.